if you've spent a good portion of your life, maybe not your active working life, maybe not your, you know, workaday world working life, but if you spend a good period of time in that fantasy realm of what an apocalypse would look like, let's say apocalyptic studies or maybe even post-apocalyptic studies, if you spent any time in that realm, what appears to be going on currently seems to fit with that narrative so perfectly. And it is in this vignette of countless prior podcast recordings. Go and listen to the Stone Ape catalogue if you're interested. Stone Ape. I think we're going to refloat that, we being me. <laughs> Not refloat it in terms of re-recording with Heron Stone, but potentially taking segments of Stone Ape and putting it into a daily podcast. I think that's a doable thing. Maybe. But anyway... When you spend so long looking at what happens after an apocalypse, I'm starting to wonder whether I have any means of actually attributing what's going on currently to that circumstance. And I think I'm in two minds here. Part of me seems to see what is going on with this virus thing as just a means of doing a substantial reset to all the excesses that we have lived through recently. The juxtaposition of this has been getting over former podcast co-host Connor Sites Bowen to take everything out of my attic and bring it downstairs, or at least all my possessions that were in the attic, and basically fill my podcasting room with this these attic remnants. Now, some of them have gone to charity, some of these bits and pieces, but most of them I've just actually very slowly and meticulously gone through, phylumated, culled, removed, organized, gone through, phylumated, culled, renewed gone through, discovered a variety of things that I didn't know about myself. The number of duplicates, triplicates, quadruplicates, five times books that I own is really very curious. I have the same issue with records as well. I have some records that I have maybe three, four copies of. Beatles' white cover album, for example. Not because I've actually purchased that record four or five times, but because when people have realised that I've owned records, they've given me records, and the white cover album tends to be in there similarly King Crimson, Court of the Crimson King. Similar record. But with regards to books, it's actually way more interesting because a lot of these books are actual books. Some are periodicals, but what interests me in the periodicals is the range split in the periodicals. So some periodicals I have very tightly focused around certain time periods. And to actually see that played out by seeing, yes, I have two, three issues of this one publication around this time frame really makes me see myself in a very strange way, like almost a degree of analysis, emotional analysis that I've never had previously. So for this to come to, to be juxtaposed with regards to what is going on with this virus thing, well, for me individually, what is going on with the virus thing is quarantine. <laughs> so as has happened, and there are a series of things that have happened in Santa Clara County in Northern California, where I live, but the outcome that Santa Clara County with the company I work for has come to is that we as professional employees should self-quarantine. And I'm kind of two, three days into that, but I don't actually foresee, they say two weeks, but I don't foresee there being an ending in two weeks. In fact, if you follow viruses as a thing, pandemics as a thing, you'd know that until you reach a peak and then a tail off, you really haven't gotten to the point where you're actually anywhere near what this thing will be. So you're watching this thing in parallel as almost like a social simulation experiment, also with the view that you may be carrying it as well. 
And you have all these different bits and pieces that are going on through this period of time. And I also realized there are things that I really love about my house. <laughs> the eccentricities and the aspects of the house that I like, I'm really getting into through this period. But I'm also feeling a little bit stir-crazy as well. So getting all these books and magazines and all this stuff down from the attic has been amazing means of exploring elements of my cognitive self. And in parallel to this as well, I've also got a bunch of music I'm putting out currently. The response to Danger Red Pieces was such that I immediately recorded more music and I'm going through the more music. And some of it is really, I think, you know, I'm, I'm improving gradually. <laughs> Each of these releases is getting better. And this new one has got some real, you know, I mean, I think Danger Red Pieces, don't get me wrong, I think that was a good example of what I was trying to do. But now I'm in some kind of, you know, when you get six instruments really working together, you're in a different space than when you have three instruments really working together. So, yeah. Anyway, the music is providing a, an interesting kind of, I don't know, parallel perhaps to this thing. So part of Karen Connorsite's bone coming and working on the attic was to get him some money. I paid him for doing the attic-related work. Because Connor is going to be the fellow who does the voice acting for Just Plain Chaos. And I've realized through this period as well that the rewrite of Just Plain Chaos, particularly around the dialogue, is going to take far longer than I had originally estimated. Part of getting Connor any work, and he, he went back to, I mean, I guess he's going back to, to Pittsburgh. Um, part of it was just getting him some money just to say, you know, thank you. And I'm sorry that things are the way they are currently, because I'm going to need a little bit more time to get this thing exactly right. But I did use the music as an example with him to say, I'm really feeling very much that the music in terms of my productive space is doing a lot of what I want currently. So I'm feeling quite empowered by that. And I also have a bunch of different bits and pieces of software that I'm working on currently as part of the APSDK. It ripped out a bunch of stuff, moved a bunch of stuff around, tried to simplify it, got on a website to try and get people interested. You know, I think the time has come and gone for this associated with just getting new, bright, young things, you know, working on this kind of source code. The things that interest them are, you know, the super services that have, you know, 10,000 stars and 200 contributors and this kind of stuff. And the APSDK isn't there. So my view is I'm just doing what I'm doing currently. And the interesting stuff that comes through it, particularly now I'm working on the audio analysis, which is something that I talked about with Bob Mottram a year ago when I went and saw him in Leeds, more than a year ago now. So to finally get to that work and starting to get more into kind of deep FFT work and a lot of the assumptions I had with regards to FFTs historically not playing out and I've changed the FFT algorithm. There's a bunch of different things going through that. But the aim through this is to get more speech sounding speech out of the simulated apes as they wander around. But also having more speech audio analysis just as something to have in the simulation, I think can be of, of benefit to other things as well. So that's where those thoughts are going. However, my FFT work of maybe 25 years ago now, I don't know, it seemed to be a lot easier 25 years ago. And I've gone back to source and tried to rerun that source and hasn't really done what I anticipated. So I think I'm just doing a lot of hard thinking and working and testing of hypotheses through the current audio rework of the Ape SDK. And also, I have another project that I'm, well, I'm taking the Just Plain Chaos game rule system and codifying that as well, which is a project that has come really through my rules of better, 
but also thinking very critically about what I'm doing, getting this stuff in. And I think really that work came to an apex when I had my surgery. I just realized that this was something that was just a no-brainer to do and also would change certain aspects of the game, like improve the gameplay dynamics, basically. But then you have this engine that you can then drop into the urban environment, right? You've got no longer simulated apes. You've got these just plain chaos agents, and you can put them in an urban environment and see how they deal with the urban environment as well. So there's all this kind of modular stuff that's still going on through it with the view that I have these different scenes, different areas that I could put agents into. So, you know, that's my thinking currently, working on that alongside everything else. What do I really have to say about this virus business? The complete absence of testing, I think, is really what one can take away from this. I mean, in my area, I know in some areas, in Colorado, and so you hear these various states that have got the testing right. Well, California doesn't have the testing right. And in Santa Clara County, they basically still refuse testing. So you're not getting a cross-sectional population. You're getting whatever Santa Clara County wants to agree to. And for folks not familiar with Santa Clara County, Santa Clara County is the origin of the we can't deal with local gang houses because they have three generations worth of ownership. That's That origin, that idea came from Santa Clara County. And, you know, working with the district attorney, or at least speaking in his presence, gave me a clear indication that this place was just really not on the level. And that emotion has carried on through all my interactions with <laughs> Santa Clara County. And this whole thing, I mean, the school situation here is just appalling. They, you know, want to maintain the schools open for what they claim to be humanitarian re reasons, and they don't really understand what the nature of a pandemic is. I, when you have a society which is so completely constructed on other things and so surreal in any means of, you know, deconstruction or interaction, you just really have to observe it in that particular fashion. And I think what has come through this thing, this virus thing, is a means of looking at societies down to their core. How is the society, you know, designed to keep a certain percentage of the population alive? And if the society isn't, then we have the situation we are currently. What also fa is fascinating is that the virus would appear to target the political class, this group of people who are now in their 70s, 80s, what have you, who refuse to retire, who work in environments where they're in constant interaction. I mean, if you were to create a virus, it would be relatively difficult to create one, you know, more likely to impact the political class in this country. So I think of this thing as a means of just breaking down a series of the ideas that have been discussed, dissected, dichotomized, you know, sutured, through countless Stone Ape recordings previously. And a lot of that is pretty honest to talk as far as my particular perspective goes. So I would certainly recommend those that haven't listened to Stone Ape. There's a lot of good listening, particularly in current times in that podcast. So for now, I find myself surrounded by old books, magazines, periodicals that I have collected over maybe 20 years of my life. And that's giving me a great sense of peace, the ability just to have reading material in the evenings is just such a luxury currently. And also the sense, um, when the things were in the attic, I didn't have a sense of their presence. Now I have an immediate sense of their presence. And it's a very different relationship. It's something where I can pare down very easily 
and also have a sense of this is really what is important. You know, wheat from chaff kind of stuff. Anyway, I sit in a soon-to-be slowly, slowly cleared out podcasting room as I go through these books and organize this stuff with the view that the future is only going to be more interesting than one could ever previously have imagined. Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.